Welcome to this edition of Thrive LGBT Plus Podcast, where common plus unity equals community. Our podcast discussions include topics important to the LGBT plus community concerning the impact of religious stigma at large and finding freedom and healing from spiritual abuse. With that said, we also embrace joy and like to have a lot of fun, too. And now, from Orlando, Florida, here is Thrive President and host, Randy Thomas. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, I thought I would do an impromptu Thrivecast tonight. Uh, just some things on my heart. And uh, with Dan and Autumn out on their father-daughter road trip, uh, I'm bored. <laughs> so I thought I would go ahead and, and get one of these done. There's a few things that I wanted to talk about, but I want to chat with you guys mostly. I'm lonely. My family's gone. Even the puppy's gone. They took Eli with them, which is a good thing because he doesn't act right when Dan's not around. So uh, I don't even get woken up by stinky puppy kisses from Eli the Chihuahua. <laughs> so anyway, I miss my uh, miss my family and uh, have a few things on my mind. So I thought that I would jump in here and see what's going on. Hey, Eric, how are you? Can you hear me? No lonely. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Hi, hi. <laughs> I love this stream yard. They've made some really good. Um, they've made some really good upgrades. So that that's a good thing. Uh, can y'all hear me? Tell me if you can hear me. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to let. Well, I mean, we'll let some more folks come in, but. Um, well, let's oh, there's, to, I guess I could have checked the audio too. <laughs> okay. Turn that down. All right. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to, um, talk about a few things. One of them was the, the, uh, the two video, the truth wins out video by Wayne Besson. I, um, actually recorded that last year. And he just released it a couple of weeks ago. And I really enjoyed that interview. It's one of, um, I, it turned out to be more uh, impactful. Is that the word? I'm not sure. It, it turned out to be one of the more uh, detailed interviews that I've done in a while. Um, aside from the documentaries, Pray Away and For They Know Not What They Do, this little video that Wayne did, uh, 17 minutes long, it includes parts of my story that I don't, haven't gotten to share a whole lot of since coming back out. And, um, and it's just, it just hit a nerve with some folks, including one of my heroes, George Takai. Uh, let me get back to the comments. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for the feedback. Um, so, George Takai. That's the Star Trek dude. OG Star Trek, too. And he um, posted this uh, post. Um, his website, Comic Sans, uh, posted the video on the website, and they wrote an article about it, and he posted it on his page. It got a lot of track traffic, um, well, a lot to me, uh, 1.4 thousand responses. And 
a lot of them weren't so nice, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I fully expect that and completely understand it. So um, I'm just glad that he got the, the, the video out there and he watched it. And, um, and to be clear, it's not so much that it's about my story. And I mean, I, I like sharing my story because it's my story. It's my voice. Um, it's part of who I am. But the, the reason why I did this and, and you all should know that Wayne Besson and I were, were not even frenemies. I mean, we were like, did you ever see the Wally Coyote uh, cartoons with the sheepdog where the, the coyotes trying to get at the sheep and the, the, the sheepdog and they go round and round and like, it's their job all day long to antagonize and outwit each other. But before and after they clock in for the day, they're like buddies and stuff. And every time I would see Wayne in person back in my past, he would be, um, it would be kind of like that. Be, How you doing? How's the weather? How's it going? How was your flight? You know, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, but then, you know, we just would always say our stuff about stuff and he, he wasn't, uh, exactly the, my best friend, <laughs> but, um, we didn't really get along, um, until after I came back out. And after I came back out, we had a few conversations. I apologized to him. Uh, I don't know, four or five years ago for, um, for dismissing him sometimes, um, but so we we've gotten to a new place in our 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 acquaintanceship, our friendship, I guess. Um, yeah, I would say it's a friendship. And uh, and this video that was shot by John Bozeman, who is an amazing person, I love him very much, and I think he's so talented. He helped uh, he helped really guide the conversation as well. So I'm very grateful to him for what he did in his part of the video as well. Um, but, but for that to, I did that video with Wayne kind of as a, I don't know, a full circle moment with him, um, because there was so much negative energy between us. And I don't know if you felt that way or not, but there was so much negative energy between us way back then. And, you know, to be able to do this video and to have a conversation with him and, and those types of things really kind of, I don't want to say put closure on that because we still have a friendship, but, and I still appreciate the work that he's doing. Now I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but it kind of brought to some closure what had happened in the past. At least it did for me. And so being able to do that video, um, uh, that was probably the main reason I did it. Um, the other reason is I want people to know the truth about X Game Ministry and conversion therapy. Um, my story is as interesting to me as as whatever. <laughs> I mean, people, if they get encouraged by my story, fine. Okay. But it's not about that. It's about confronting conversion therapy and ex-gay ministry and telling the truth about what happened at Exodus and what's happening after Exodus. And so that video, in my hope, it's my hope that that video will be seen by a young LGBTQ plus person who's being pressured to be something that they're not, and that they realize that they don't have to give in to that pressure, that they can, they do have other options, that they do have other resources, 
and they can live a happy, healthy, whole LGBTQ plus life. And so that's why I did it. Um, and yes, I did enjoy sharing my story, um, but I also enjoyed that Dan makes an appearance at the end of the video. <laughs> He's so cute. And uh, we had a good time. So I was very surprised that it was picked up by Pink News and The Advocate and Born Perfect and, oh, and Comic Sans. And I think it was in a couple of other places. I don't remember, but anyway, so it was picked up in quite a quite a few places. And uh, the advocate, uh, when it picked it up, I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I had no idea that it would it would be picked up by them." Um, but after the advocate and a couple of people made some assumptions about. Uh, what was going on in the video that, that weren't really true. One, it wasn't filmed at my home. <laughs> Dan would never have all that brown around us. <laughs> and so uh, we, we did not film that at my house. And uh, we did um, go meet with Wayne somewhere else. So we didn't film it at my house. And as far as like the political comments, all of those are true. You know, I do believe that Mike Pence and Kellyanne Conway um, do support, did support the work of Exodus International because I don't know if they were principals in the Arlington group, um, but if any one of the principals in the Arlington group had any discomfort with Exodus being a part of that group and being in those meetings, they could have stopped us from being in the meetings like that. I mean, it would, they would not allow us in there. And so it's, you can't assume that they were uh, supportive of Exodus International to even be in the same room with us. And so that, uh, I wanted to make that clear. Um, and I did have a couple of brief interactions with Kellyanne Conway directly. I do think she supported, she supported Exodus International. Does she still support conversion therapy? I think she needs to answer that question. Um, does Mike Pence still support it? I think he's pretty clear that he does um, with regard to various things that he has said and done and his various positions over the years. I know we visited his office um, several times to lobby for particular religious right-wing things that I don't want to name right now, but, well, I guess I should just own it. I own my stuff. Uh, we would lobby again, uh, against ENDA, uh, the federal marriage amendment, um, oh, uh, for the federal marriage amendment, which was anti-gay marriage, um, and, and against hate crimes. And his staff was always very, supportive of us. So uh, he he pretty clearly does. And uh, Rick Santorum had us met with us directly in his office. Uh, Senator Brownback, who went on to be Governor Brownback, uh, we had meetings directly with him in his Senate office. Um, and so, yeah, there's a whole lot of more people who were on Capitol Hill at that time who were supportive of Exodus International. And I've been told, you know, that I'm not supposed, I signed a confidentiality waiver to be a part of that Arlington group. And I guess they can sue me. I guess they could try if they wanted to. I don't think what I'm sharing with this, all that 
all that, but <laughs> I, but I'm not going to keep my mouth closed um, about my experience. So wanted to share a little bit more about that. And then um, what else? Let me think. Anyway, um, so about the video itself, I think that uh, it it was I, I really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go check it out. Um, it is on Thrive website, but it's also on George Takai's page. <laughs> so anywho, uh, let's see. Let's get that off the screen. Hi, I'm back. Where are my comments at? Are y'all leaving comments? Thank you for being a voice. Hi, Mama Ashley Rose. Hi. <laughs> Well, thank you for you being a voice and for all the work that you do um, out there in helping our young people and our community uh, be a good, thriving, loving community. We love you, Mama Ashley. Thank you. Um, what else? Let's talk about... Oh, and if y'all have questions, please ask questions. If it's about Thrive, about my personal life, whatever. Um Politics, I don't care. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know. But I'm pretty opinionated, so get ready. <laughs> okay. Um, now, let's, I wanted to address some of the criticism that I've gotten um, from that was, was inspired by the video. But it's pretty common criticisms, and it's okay. I, I fully expect that. I deserve it. You know, I'm, I'm one of those folks that, uh, and this isn't like a humble brag. I just, I just own my mess. You know, I, f I think every former ex-gay leader should own their mess, you know, and yes, we're victims. Yes, we were a part of the cult. Yes, we were drawn in there, but we were also leaders, you know, so just as much as I was, as I am a survivor, which I am. I'm also a former leader, so own our mess. There's there's some leaders who just ran off into the into the sunset and aren't owning their mess, and that's on them. But I really think that we need to own our mess and give voice to the truth to counteract what we had done in the past. So, uh, okay, thanks, Mama Ashley. You watched that. You let me know what you think. I'd appreciate it if you did. Um, and so as former leaders, I do think that we need to own our mess. So I'm not, I'm not like defensive. So when I go and talk about these different things, I'm not being defensive. Um, and so this banner, I didn't intend to put that banner. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Is it about money? Well, let's just jump into that one. So I get some criticism sometimes about, um, you know, that the only reason why I did what I did in the past was for the money. Um, the only reason why I do Thrive Now is for the money. And it's like, honey, please tell me where the money is because I need to find out where it's coming from because I don't see it. I don't know where it's going. Um, at Exodus, I did... Um, I made a nice salary, uh, and I'll tell you, it was sixty-two a year. That's a nice salary, and I, um, and I, but I didn't do it for that salary. I wasn't there for that salary. 
that salary was a hook that kept me there um, for a little while. But even then, once I realized that Exodus had become, once the blinders were ripped off and the, and I realized what Exodus had truly become, I laid myself off and helped close the thing down. You know, if it was just about the money, I wouldn't have given up and had to rebuild an entire career um, if it were just about the money. Now, I had a couple of people tell me, you should just go get a real job. Try, quit trying to make Thrive uh, raise so much money. You're just in it for to raise money through Thrive. Through Thrive. And and I'm, I just am like, <laughs> go get a real job. That one that that one kind of got to me a couple of times, but I'll get over it. Um, I do have a real job, and Thrive is a real job too. But I have um, a forty hour a week, pay the bills job, where I do um, IT technical support and billing support for an incredibly large company, and uh, it's uh, forty hours a week. I've been there almost three years. So I don't rely on Thrive for a paycheck. Uh, Thrive doesn't have any paid staff. There's no plans on um, on raising money for paid staff. Now, if we got a grant or I won the lottery or whatever, I, I wouldn't be opposed if the board wanted to pay an executive director and uh, offered a salary. I, I, I probably would take it, but that's not a priority for the board. That's not a priority for me. Um, the money that we do raise for Thrive, there's just enough to, that comes in that covers most of the bills, except, you know, like the monthly um, Google Apps uh, subscription, the StreamYard subscription, the yearly reports that we have to file for the government, and uh, what else? There's... Um, just just little stuff like that. And so the the money that we raise for Thrive just goes to cover those bills. And I'm still having to pay our website hosting. <laughs> so it's, it's not about the money at all. Um, plus, on top of my 40-hour-a-week job, I have a freelance job. I have three different clients that I do social media stuff for, make graphics and posts and all that kind of stuff. And I really enjoy that with them. And so I'm working 50, 55 hours a week before I even get to Thrive stuff. And Thrive doesn't pay me. Thrive is a work of the heart. It is straight up passion. I haven't paid, been paid for a single thing um, with regard to Thrive. And I'm actually paying for some of the things that Thrive does. Um, and dig, that's decreasing, thank goodness. But um, I'm willing to do that because I think that Thrive needs to exist and do what it's doing to help educate and advocate for the LGBTQ plus community in both religious and public policy spaces um, to protect us um, from conversion therapy and ex-gay ministry. So it's not about the money, it's about passion. Um, thank you. What, what'd you say, Mama Ashley? Where'd my mouse go? There we go. People seem to think we run nonprofits for the money. <laughs> It is about changing lives, Mama Ashley. <laughs> that is the truth. Um, absolutely. And and so I, you know, uh, that's one thing that I wanted to address. I wasn't going to address it that quickly, but apparently my little clicker got cl clicky happy. Okay. Now, um, 
one of the the feedback that I've got from people, some criticism is that I don't deserve to partake in marriage, in civil marriage with uh, with my love of my life, Dan, um, because I had advocated against gay marriage so strongly back in the day. And, you know, I, some of the feedback was really kind of crass. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. And I get why people say that. I had, um, you know, before Dan proposed, we had been hinting at it and all this other stuff is like, well, so when are you going to put a ring on it? You know, that kind of stuff. And and I thought about it a long time before he proposed about, you know, I really struggled with the idea because I knew that some people would take it very badly. And then I realized, you know what? Everybody has a right to change their opinion. Everybody has a right to make amends. And I made my amends. I have forgiven or I asked for forgiveness. I have um, actually been pro-marriage equality since September or so of 2014, um, a few months before I came back out. Um, I apologize for my public policy work. And I understand that that's not going to be um, acceptable to some people, and that's fine. Um, I understand why they don't forgive me. Um, as I've said many times, uh, there's a lot of things I don't forgive myself for that I'm having a hard time dealing with. But that said, uh, everybody has a right to change their mind. Everybody has a right to fall in love and to live their dream. And it is my dream to marry Dan. And I'm going to marry him, um, both in a, in a spiritual uh, sense and in a community sense. And I'm going to take part in the public policy benefits and protections of marriage. So I know that, that some people still think that I don't deserve that. And and that's, a, that's on them. Uh, I, I understand where they're coming from, but I also understand that um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to embrace it and celebrate it. Um, yes, part of my dysfunctional past in a cult uh, acted against that. And I'm glad that I didn't win back then. And now I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to win over the love of my life when I marry him on April 23rd of next year. So um, for those who have sent along that feedback, thank you uh, for that feedback. But uh, I'm going to marry Dan anyway. And I hope you understand. Where did my mousy thing go? Hello. Yeah, you should. Yay. Hi, Tracy. I love what you're doing. It is it will save lives. Bless your beautiful heart. Aw, thank you, Tracy. I appreciate that. That's so encouraging. You're cute. Look. Y'all need to go see Tracy's profile picture. Aw. That's so cute. Thank you, Tracy. Oh, I'm so glad you're getting married, and that is so beautiful, and may you both be so very happy. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we're getting excited. Oh, my gosh, we're starting to get the plans together. I mean, I mean, who would have ever thought that I would have to be coming up with a list of people to invite to a wedding, to a dude? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Hi, Leslie McDowell. Oh, 
Oh, hey, girl. Look at you. You're so cute, too. I love Leslie. Hi, Leslie. April 23rd was Shakespeare's birthday. I had no idea. It's so fitting. It's so fitting. <laughs> Sometimes life feels like, like a Shakespearean play. Uh, I don't know. I've known Leslie for a long time. I don't think I ever told her, but I actually had to learn a soliloquy in high school from Macbeth. <laughs> I don't think I could remember it now if I tried. But anyway, thank you for that tidbit of information, and it's good to see you. All right, let's talk about... Oh, and one of the other feedback things that I got from that video going wild was... Um, some people took issue with me talking about taking my place in the LGBTQ plus community among my siblings, my community, taking real ownership of, of who I am as a gay man in the community. And they said that I don't deserve it, that I should be rejected, and, um, <laughs> and that I need to quit saying that. And I just... You know, again, I understand where that's coming from, and I don't want to shut it down at all. I've heard, I hear you, I get it, and in some some ways, I may not be welcome in different way, uh, in different ways. Um, but that's okay. I I kind of look at it like this. It's it's important that I not only identify for who I truly am, which includes being a gay man. But I also must identify the truth that there that I do belong to this community because of that. That that it right there is a fact. Now do I deserve a spot in the community? Um as a fellow citizen, yes. But I don't assume anything else. I don't assume that I deserve to be in your living room. I don't deserve, I don't assume that I deserve to be a, a leader. You know, if that's what I am, great. Um, but I don't, I'm not assuming anything except for I'm a gay man in the LGBTQ plus community. I do see my, my um, LGBTQ plus siblings as peers. And I, and I have every right to do that. Uh, my journey was complicated and hard and difficult and all over the place and self-defeating and self-loathing and all this other stuff. But I am now home in the LGBTQ plus community. I am going to take my place. And I understand why some people won't receive me, won't want to work with me, won't want to hear from me. And that's fine. I get that. But I'm not looking for permission to be who I am in the community that I'm a part of. I have something to share. I have over two years of, or two decades of experience with conversion therapy and ex-gay ministry. I have a point of view that can undermine it going forward. I can take two decades worth of experiences and help spread the truth that conversion therapy and ex-gay ministry don't work that ex-gay ministry is as much a cult as anything else. It is a result of stigmatized uh, cultural views, systemic stigma. It's also a result of toxic theology. And so I understand why some people don't want me to be in the, a part of the LGBTQ plus community. 
and I hear you, I understand you, I actually even empathize with you, but I'm not looking for your permission to speak up. I am going to speak up, and I'm going to speak out against LGBT or um, stigma and toxic theology, because there are young people today, today who are still being forced into conversion therapy. There are grown-ups still being duped into believing that ex-gay ministry is what is going to help set them free from homosexuality. And people can make up their own minds and do their own things about different things. But I am not waiting for permission to tell the truth of my experience, to use what I've what happened in the past as a a lesson learned to help other people not make the same mistakes. I if I had to spend two decades to help learn a movement from stem to stern, backwards and forwards, it was my job to understand all the programs out there in the world, all the different groups inside and outside of Exodus. I'm not saying that I'm completely unique. I think there are plenty of other people willing to give their expertise in that realm. But I am saying that I come from a vantage point that I hope will hit at the lie from every angle possible, from a survivor story and as a former ex-gay leader. And uh, and the, I kind of, this must be really on my heart because I'm coming back to it again. But there are other former ex-gay leaders out there that you need to step your game up. I need to hear more from you <laughs> and and uh, in whatever way you can. And um, I, I'm all for people going on about their lives and, and all this other stuff. But would you please, you were once in the spotlight before, please step up, come out, step up, and start helping to save lives. Going to leave it at that. Anywho, that got a little, little testy. Um, let's see. Any more comments? Yep, it is just as much your community as anyone else's. Thank you, Mama Ashley. I'm going to have a Mama Ashley hug right now. <laughs> Thank you, Mama Ashley. <laughs> okay, Tracy. Thank you very much, Tracy. I appreciate that. That's right. Step up. <laughs> All right. So um, now I do kind of want to go back to um, to be very clear that I did get a lot of negative, but I got so much more kind and gracious responses from people, private messages. I got uh, messages from people seeking help who could relate, who wanted to share their survivor story. And I'm so honored for all of that. Um, when it comes to the negative stuff, again, I it's not unexpected. It's not, um, and I understand where it's coming from. I, I don't want to be combative with anybody at all. Um, like when I say I, I'm I'm not waiting for permission, that's not a, a combative way. It's just saying I, I get what you're saying, but I'm also going to do what I'm going to do, you know. And um, and so the the people who are really mad at me, um, 
if you're watching this, uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope someday that my change of heart that I've been living out of for the past five, six years um, will become evident and that we can move on from, from that or that you could learn that you can trust um, that what I'm doing is true. Um, but if you can't, I understand that as well. And I have nothing but uh, respect and well wishes for you. So, anywho, that's what I wanted to share about all of that. Um, let's see. Um, I didn't really have that much more. I do know that there was one, that there's one former friend of mine, and I haven't watched all of his videos because I just can't take it. <laughs> uh, but um, I've heard from others who do watch it that he's been attacking me and our board chair, um, Yvette Schneider, um, for our participation in um, the documentaries and I think the, the Truth Wins Out videos. And, and if anybody comes across this because of him, like they're wanting to see my response to him, I, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I have no desire to talk about him <laughs> or respond to his accusations against me. You know, like all, even the negative stuff that I got from the LGBTQ plus community, all of that was, um, even though it was hard and some of it wasn't, well, I'm not going to say that. Some of it didn't seem like it was coming from a thought out place, but I know that it comes from the heart. Um, and all of it was pretty honest with this particular person. It's, it's not, um, this former friend of mine who's still an ex key ministry leader. He, he twists things into his own confirmation bias. So I just, it, it's a waste of time to even try to pick that apart. And I'm not going to watch his videos to see if what my friend's telling me is true. <laughs> so, um, so uh, for those who may be coming over here from uh, from the leader who uh, is saying all kinds of stuff about us, apparently every week, um, I have no desire to respond to him. So sorry. Okay. Let's see. All right. Well, if y'all have comments or questions, can you still quote Macbeth? I don't think so. I mean, I really wish I could, because wouldn't it be awesome to do a live stream of the soliloquy? It was the dagger soliloquy. Um, no, I can't even try. <laughs> Come, what is that I see before me? Ah, I can't do it. <laughs> but it was the whole dagger thing, and I I did such a great job though. Um, my little my little gay boy self and and. Uh, junior high school English just thoroughly enjoyed that soliloquy. I wish I I wish I could remember it. That was a long time ago. Ooh. Well, now I don't feel so bad for not remembering it because it was like a bajillion years ago. Hmm. Okay. So what other things can I talk about? Oh, the hurricane, Isais. 
Isaias. Um, it came through today. Um, it wasn't a hurricane. It wasn't even a tropical storm. It was a really angry mist. Yeah. When I came out of the gym, I was misted by Isaias. So we had absolutely no impact. We have more impact from our normal uh, afternoon thunderstorms than we did from Isaias. So anybody who might be worried about us, don't worry about it. All right. Now, um, I should say that I wanted to, to also say because of my pay the bills job, which I do have, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was able to uh, change my schedule around. And so I'm working Monday through Friday um, from noon to 8.30. And it's temporary during the pandemic. Um, so I, it's hard for me to do these Thrivecasts, um, but I will be doing them from time to time. I don't know how regular I can do them, but hopefully, unlike tonight, I'll probably give you a heads up on when they'll be coming. I do uh, think we're going to be talking with um, some really encouraging guests again uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So I've uh, got some interviews possibly lined up with those. We're working those out. So it'll be more encouraging. Um, I also want to feature survivor stories. Um, and so I'll be, I'll be sending out some invites to um, some of my friends um, who are survivors and will be willing to share their story. And so stay tuned for that. If you have any questions or anything else that you would like for me to cover on these Thrivecasts, then please let me know and I'll do it. Okay. I hope this all made sense tonight. It's on my heart, apparently. Hmm. Oh, let me pull up something else. Where'd it go? I'm going to pull up the Pray Away Film website. And um, tell you all to, to go support them. And they're, uh, you can get go to Pray Away Film. Wait a minute. Where'd it go? Yeah, prayawayfilm.com. And on there, you can um, you can sign up to get email list for updates. And they have a great page as well that they're featuring survivor stories on. And they're, they're, they're content rich, but they're short. They're short little stories. Um, I shouldn't say little, but they're short stories, but they're content rich. Like, they're like three or four paragraphs, but they're like, whoa. You know, kind of, it's very good writing. So go to the prayawayfilm.com website, get on their email list for updates, and then go to their webpage and like it and follow it. Um, I'm also going to bring up forthayknow.org, which is the other documentary we're in. And uh, you can watch the trailer. You can also, if you are on... Um, Where'd it go? You can now watch this. Uh, where'd it go? <laughs> um, you can watch this online. 
And if you go to their website, oh, there it is. It's right there at the top, dummy. Ah, Randy, don't call yourself a dummy. Anyway, so if you go to foretheyknow.org and click on Find Your Theater, it will show you um, all of the local theaters in your area. Um, and you can stream this documentary online. And it works really well. And not only that, um, I think part of the money, may, I think maybe half, goes to support the, the uh, local theater um, itself. Because, you know, they're all hurting right now. They're all closed because of the pandemic. And so you can, also, you can see this powerful film and also support your local independent theater. And so uh, go, go see that or go stream that now. Um, so there's Preyway, and then for they know not what they do, and uh, we're excited for both both of those films. And for they know what they not what they do has been getting a lot of really good press lately. Um, and so you'll want to go to their page and see all the exciting things going on with them as well. Um, and I heard that Thrive is going to be listed as a resource for. Um, in in the uh, as a resource for the for they know not what they do film so that is awesome let's go back here I've got too many tabs open I don't know where I'm at there you are hi <laughs> so anywho um, check those things out and um, I don't know that I have any more tonight do y'all have any other questions? Good night, Tracy. Good night. Here, let's take that off. All right. Okay. Well, you all have a good evening, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to me, and uh, we'll talk soon. Love you. Bye. I think bye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bye-bye. The entire team here at Thrive LGBT Plus would like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to us at iTunes, Spotify, and all the major podcast channels. You can also connect with us at most social media platforms with the handle at Thrive LGBT or visit our website at www.thrive.lgbt. Thank you for listening.